Hey everybody, this is Fernando from the Rollback Podcast, and today we are reliving some childhood memories because Eddie and I are reviewing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from the 1990s. No, it came out in 1990. Um, well, I didn't want to say ni- from the 1990, <laughs> so sounds better if you say 90s. And oh, okay, let, let me ask you this. Let me ask you a quick question. Obviously, we didn't see it in theaters. We weren't even. We didn't exist when this came out. Nope. Um, what was the first time you saw this movie? Uh, a kid. Uh, we. I remember I had it on VHS. I'm pretty sure it was because my brother. Yeah. Um. Actually, I didn't know. Uh. So, the first time I saw this film was after I had seen. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Secrets of the Ooze, The Secret of the Ooze. The thing is, is the VHS copy that I had of that, it didn't have two on it. It just said TMNT, Secret of the Ooze, right? Mm. I thought that was the original. So I had seen that one like a hundred times before I ever saw this one. I was like, wait, this is the first one? Wow. Yeah, I know. I saw it on sci-fi like when I was like fucking like 12 or 13. I was like, wait, what? And then watched it and I was like, oh... Man, there's such a steep decline in quality, man, because the first one's really fucking good. I, yep. I thought the second one was good, but this first one, it's yeah, solid. After the, after the first one, the sequels were kind of, yeah, pretty bad. Well, you want to know why the second one? Um, so in this first one, they let them go off, man. You, there's actual fighting in it. You know, they use their weapons. This all murder, well, kind of, uh, but it's a good, you know, there's action in this. In the mm-hmm. second one, they said, hey, we want you to do it again, but this time you can't let them use any of their weapons. Like, mm. What? They're, they're, they're ninjas. Yeah, but we can't use their weapons. That's why like, they get creative with, their, with all the things that they use because they can't actually throw punches or they can't use like katanas or knives or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but no man, this, no, man, this movie, it's a product of its time, but damn if it's not good. No, yeah, like, this movie, it's still pretty enjoyable. It's funny how the movie starts, like, with this silent crime wave uh, sweeping New York City uh, of these teenagers and these random uh, ninjas fucking stealing everything. Like, to the point where there's a woman on her fire escape watching tv she turns around for like a second and her fucking tv's gone yeah um it's crazy because this movie actually tries to to its credit like give like a decent story like good writing like yeah crime wave going on in new york uh and it kind of makes sense that the foot like shredder would be like no we're gonna get all the all the kids you know all the the kids that are disconnected from their parents we're going to recruit them with all these fucking video games. They they show a kid smoking, multiple kids smoking. Oh, dude, the fucking op- not the opening scene, but when they show you the like the clubhouse. Yeah, Sam Rockwell. Where it always reminds me of the scene from Pinocchio. Yeah, where all the I think it's kids, like all the kids are smoking and they turn into donkeys. Oh, that's right. Oh, dude, that's a fucking nightmare, though, man. Yeah, it always reminds me of that. 
Um, but yeah, the fucking scene opens up with a kid with a thick ass cigar in his mouth. <laughs> shooting pool (laughs) this shit would not be allowed today like there's no way they would show a fucking eight-year-old smoking a cigar today oh man do you have any cigarettes man like menthols or non-menthol it's like this is so off the fucking wall but it's it's brilliant if you think about it like that's what they actually do it's like no we get all the kids that are running away from home recruit them keep them here with the clubhouse they, we build loyalty. As they get older, we turn them into soldiers. Mm. It's fucked up, but it makes sense. And then we have April O'Neil, who I think the actress who played her is a definitely 90s nine. Okay? Like, yeah. Like, Judith Hogue? Yeah. Like, I thought she was a very 90s, like, nine. I thought she was very pretty. Oh, I got you. Yeah, no, I could see, you know, all the kids having crushes on her, you know, when they're young. Um, And uh, so she's the only one, like the only fucking person that is doing a story on the Foot Clan. No one else is. And she's really just being a fucking pain in the ass for the chief of police. As we all know, you know, the chiefs of police in New York are always, you know, straight 100 percent. You know, they they, they're very clean. The job, yeah, they're always clean, always. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so April O'Neil, she actually plays a solid April. Did you notice the the yellow, the yellow jacket she wears is kind of like a nod to the yellow jumpsuit she's supposed to wear, you know, from yep. the cartoon. Are you telling me that Megan Fox wasn't a good April O'Neil? Dude, I don't remember anything about that movie. I that don't. Movie sucked, dude. I I know I saw it. I don't remember. I saw the second one. Uh, I know Seamus is in the second one. Yeah. Um, He plays uh, Bebop or Rocksteady. I can't remember who. And Kurt, if I'm wrong, isn't Shredder like a a machine? Giant fucking machine person? Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Fucking Michael Bay. But Michael Bay aside, um, April O'Neil gets almost jumped, but... Uh, the turtles save her, and they waste no time yeah. showing us. Like, in most was movies, it the turtles? Were... Oh, yeah, it was all the turtles. The only one that loses his weapon is Raphael. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, he's frustrated. Damn! Voiced by a Corey Feldman? Raph was... No. Donatello was re- was voiced by Corey Feldman. Raph. Oh, it was Donatello? Yeah, Corey Feldman voiced Donatello. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Josh Pye... Which is that. fucking insane that... Corey Feldman was the fucking voice of Donatello. Especially now that you realize that Corey Feldman is a fucking psychopath. Is he? I have not kept up. He's Well, I'm going to I'm going to shine some light on you that he shined on um uh, on a uh, Corey Haim's butthole. Uh yeah. So he like Threw his best buddy Corey Haim straight under the bus after he died. He was like, "Oh yeah, Corey got boo food by everyone in Hollywood. Not me though. I never got boo food. Corey though always got boo food." I, are you fucking with me? No, he put out a Lifetime movie called The Tale of Two Corys. And in this, he talks about them both getting... Uh, it's a dramatization, but Corey Haim gets 
boo food. And he even portrays him like he's fucking asking for it. What? What yeah, the fuck? At one like, point, even I'm like, I don't even at know. At one this point, story. Corey Heyman's like, come on, man. All guys do it. We're guys. Come on. He even put out a book. A Tale of Two Corey. No. Uh, it's a Corey Feldman book. But yeah, like he just straight up throws his buddy right under the bus. <laughs> his dead buddy, by the way. Corey Heyman is dead. Oh my god, they're not and related, right? Himself. They're just both first name Corey, so like they kind of like linked they, up. They got big at the same time. They came out in the movie um, Lost Boys together. Oh, okay, that's right. I know that they have something. To they do came with out in a few movies together. Oh my god! So they became best friends, and then after his, after yeah. his friend dies, after he, he just comes out with all this fucked up he stuff. He was like, yeah, he was fat, out of shape, couldn't fucking pay for shit for himself. Yeah, I just kind of threw him right under the bus. I... Dude, I have nothing to say on this. Like, this is just fucked up. Like, what? Yeah, sorry to divulge into my Corey Feldman um, knowledge, but, but yeah. But when I saw why? his face, Like, I there's was no like, fucking sense. Oh, you, you want no fucking sense? Watch his music. Oh, yeah. music? You didn't know that he's a singer, huh? I don't think I want to know that he's a singer. Um, I think it was on Good Morning America. He did a performance, and he does these performances with uh, his band, who is all women, obviously, and they're called Corey's Angels. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, you can't see, but I just cringed like a motherfucker. There, there's now. one... He did, I think, two on Good Morning America, and he got fucking annihilated for it. Like they booed <laughs> him off stage, or were they just like no, like the react? comments online? Oh, Ugh. oh yeah, and uh, I want to say the second one, the second performance he did. There's a a part where if you pause at the right moment, the guitarist looks like she is smacked out on heroin. <laughs> I like she has like this dead <laughs> look on her face that you're just like she's probably rethinking her whole life right now. <laughs> she's just completely like lost in the lost in the moment of like, you know what? Yeah. I shouldn't be here. I really yeah, shouldn't like, fucking be here. She's like, maybe I could go back to technical school. Oh god. Maybe I can go back and be an x-ray technician. Yeah. That's <laughs> what she's thinking. But yeah, uh, aside from Corey Feldman being a huge piece of shit. I did not know that he was in this movie. Uh, um, you know what? It's crazy because like these turtles are actually pretty solid. Like they don't yeah. look bad. They move around. They talk. They're solid animatronics. Mm-hmm. Like they, they, the the effects in this film are camp and cheesy, but they hold up pretty well as far as the fight scenes are concerned. Yeah, they're goofy, but like it works. Yeah, it, this is. I, I, yeah, it's a product of its time. It's it's cheese, but it's good. It's campy, but it, it when, holds up. When you're watching it, do you remember the part where like uh, the Foot Clan tracks down April O'Neil in the subway where mm-hmm. Raph saves her? Yeah. Uh, remember the part where the Foot Clan guy is like... Remember, I am quoting this movie. I really hope to God this was a fucking 
Japanese person under the mask because he does the whole like, oh, April O'Neil. Yeah, he does that. And I was like, I really hope that's a Japanese person because <laughs> I started laughing hysterically when that happened. You know, I'm willing to bet money. I don't think it was. I don't think it was either. I laughed so hard when that happened. And then, like, he opens up his hand and smacks her. Yeah. And then she's like, she pulls a a scythe or she pulls the scythe and she's like, now we're going to get really serious. She starts trying to fight them with her fucking bag. Oh, man. But yeah, he does that. And I was like, holy shit. I'm pretty sure that that's not a that's not a fucking Japanese person under there. It wasn't. You know it wasn't. Oh man. Okay. <laughs> um, um. What's it called this movie? Um. It's actually kind of deep at times with with uh with fucking Splinter talking to his, you know his sons and you know trying to he's trying to impart wisdom. You know uh, he even tells Rav like let it go like the set's gone. Like it's okay. Yeah. Like, you know, he it stays true to the comics. Like, it's not trying to take itself too seriously, but it's still trying to do something positive. That yeah. makes sense. What'd you think of uh, so in the beginning of the movie, Raph goes off by himself, he likes to do that. And he meets uh Casey Jones. What'd you think of Casey Jones in this movie? So oh, before I get into Casey Jones, when they're Raph's like, I'm going out. And he has a chance yeah. going to hat. I'm gonna go watch a movie. The problem with you, like, who oh no. Like, how the fuck are they thinking? A... Like, how are you not gonna get recognized, man? You're a giant green fucking turtle. It's New York, bro. They don't like the shtick about New York is that no one looks up. I mean, bro. Like, there's not looking up. I'm pretty fucking sure. Like, they would notice a walking green man. That's like, I'm going out. Is that okay with you? Oh, man. God, it's he's such from... a thick... I want to say it was a Bronx accent. Yeah, yeah I think it was he a is... Brooklyn accent. No, not Brooklyn. Bronx. Oh, is there a difference? Yeah, there is a difference. Oh, man. I would offend people in he, New York right he now. Has such a, he has that. such a thick accent compared to Leonardo, Michelangelo, and fucking Donatello. Well, I'm sure that. Oh, wait. I think they may have done that purpose because Raph's more aggressive than any of them. So maybe mm-hmm. that's why. Like, yeah, that makes oh, sense. These guys are aggressive. Again, he's from the Bronx. And then he he stops a mugging. Um, and he stops Casey Jones from being the shit out of these two knuckleheads. I mean, to be fair, man, I'm not gonna say Raph should have stopped him. But if Casey Jones wailed on these guys a little extra, I mean, that's not the worst thing in the world. Two minutes for hooking, two minutes for high sticking. How about five minutes for game misconduct? Oh, God. The back and forth, though, kind of works. Again, it's endearing. But um, yeah. you asked me about Casey Jones. I like him. I like him. I think he was he played the perfect amount of shtick in this. The And it was funny because I was looking at the actor and I was like, I've seen him somewhere before. And he plays the henchman in uh, in Shooter. Does he? Shit, yeah, the one that in the very last scene, he's the one holding the, the taped up shotgun to the chick's back. Mark Wahlberg shoots his hand off. Dude, I did not recognize him at all. 
Yeah, that's him. Well, he has hair in this one. Weird seeing him in this. But I like him as Casey Jones. I thought he was really good. Was that a Jose Canseco bat? I hope Tell me you didn't play money, for, money this. for this. <laughs> it was two for one. <laughs> um, Hits him with the cricket line. Bah, right in the face. No, I, I want to make a point, though. Of everyone in this film, I'm including the bad guys. Casey Jones is the only guy that actually attempts to commit, like, an actual murder. Like, at the very end. And it, it just clicked when I re-saw it. I was like, wait. And Casey, uh, when Schroeder falls to the garbage truck, mm-hmm. um, Casey Jones like, just goes, oops, whoops. Yeah, no, that's murder, man. That, that's that's attempt, at, be- at worst, it's attempted uh, manslaughter, at best. Um, yeah, that, that's murder. <laughs> what did you think of the first big fight scene? The one at the the antique store? Solid all the way through. Like, great fight scene. I, dude, it was pissing me off when Raph was getting his ass whooped. He's like, oh, how y'all gonna beat me, man? I can do this all day. And, like, 30 more guys show up. He's like, okay, yeah, that's a pretty good strategy. Let's go. Um, and Raph just gets the shit beat out of him. Just totally beat. And then the guys are just like, oh, where's Raph? Oh, uh, I'm sure we'll see him in a minute. And then right through the fucking ceiling. And the fight scene's on. And it's a pretty good fight scene. I love the fact that, and again, this is just like how like 90s and kid friendly, but how cheesy yet how good this movie is. Everyone Mm. fucking stops for the nunchuck for the nunchuck show off scene. Like he's like, oh, a fellow chucker, eh? <laughs> and they just keep going back and forth with each other, like over and over and over. And everyone's just like, "Hey, man, show up for your crew. What's up?" <laughs> I love it. I love it all. And then um, uh, the fight ensues, and then we the door opens, and voila, Casey Jones is there. Whoa, who's the babe? <laughs> um, I just remember fucking uh, when he showed him, and they're like, "Who's that, Wayne Gretzky?" Wayne Gretzky on steroids, then I just respond like, yeah, Wayne Gretzky. Um, I don't know. It just fucking worked. Um, but he shows up to help him out. He kind of, you know, staves off the foot, you know, to buy him some time to escape. Mm-hmm. And um, they go out to the countryside. Bear in mind, in, this, in the midst of all this, uh, Splinter went missing. His, and oh, yeah, little, it's been taken. And this little shit kid, Danny, like sold him out. He, he snitched where their layout was. Dude, fuck and that kid. And he snitched where the antique store was. Fuck this kid in every capacity, man. I'm just like, you know what? No, sometimes you cannot come back from this. Fuck you. He's a real um, piece of shit. But not only that, dude, he steals fucking 20 bucks from April's wallet for no reason. Oh, yeah, then, he did. 20 bucks is way more money than it is now. Oh, yeah, that's true. Let me see here. Especially in New York City. No. And then- um. Did so yeah, they go to the country. Her boss was in her apartment all the time. Wait, what? Did you think it was weird at all that April's boss was in her apartment all the time? Uh, I didn't really think about it that much, to be honest. Um, let's see here. Okay, if a kid stole forty-five bucks out of your wallet, would you beat the shit out of him? Would you forgive him? Uh, nineteen ninety forty-five bucks. I get to you a lot of shit. I'd probably beat the fuck out of him. No, it's like, <laughs> see, there you go. I'm not wrong. All right, cool. Just want to make sure. Just checking. Um, wait, I'm sorry. So I interrupted you. You were saying? Um, 
Oh, yeah. So after the antique scene, they go to the countryside to this house that April has. And uh, we see Casey Jones kind of develop a relationship with uh, April and with the turtles. Like he has that uh that little going back and forth thing with uh Leonardo. Yeah, it was Leo. Donnie's the one. Donnie's the leader, I think, if I'm not mistaken. No, Leo's the leader. Then he was joking with Donnie because Leo was. Watching. Oh, then yeah, it was probably Donnie. And he's he's like going back and forth with them. They're just talking shit to each other using the alphabet. Oh yeah. I didn't even catch that until he was like, wait, what letter are we on? G. G. Gunk mouth or something. It, yeah, I think again, it's like, so like gag face. Yeah, it's like, it's so like kid shit talk. But again, it it's endearing. It works. Yeah. Um, and, and then Raph, they, they have their like uh, spiritual awakening or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, with uh, Splinter. And uh, what does it say? Soon I will be gone, but I know I will always love you, my sons, or something like. Strangely, really emotional. Yeah. Like for a kids movie, like, hey, I'm probably gonna die soon, but it's all good. Yeah, I'd say that too. Um, but no, they go back home. Fucking, uh, they run to Danny in the sewer, and they they decide to come up with a plan. Like, no, we're gonna go, we're gonna go get. Uh, wait, no, they get jumped, don't they? I don't remember. How do they end up at the facility? Um, fuck, I'm blanking. No, wait, they, uh, the foot show up and they fight them off in the sewers going and they follow them back. Yeah. And at that point, Casey goes with Danny, save Splinter. And like, they all show up at like, this. not it a little weird that Splinter was, uh, like hung up like the chicken Buffalo Bill's. Uh, basement, dude. You know, I, I had a theory, and I think Nikki thinks that I'm right. I think Splinter could have busted Splinter? out. No, God, I hope not. Oh, um, no, that he probably could have broken out of there at any time, but he stuck around because he was trying to mentor these kids. Like, no, I don't think he could have. He looked pretty fucking fragile. I don't know, man. Like, he's a fucking ninja. If he could take it to to Shredder, even just for a few minutes, I think could have broken out of there. He was just like, yeah, I gotta be here. I'm a chill. Maybe, but I don't know. He looked pretty fucking fragile. What's it called? I don't know, man. Even a fragile splinter is still technically like a martial arts master. I'm just saying. But uh, yeah, Casey Jones goes and breaks him out. He runs into that. The I guess he's like the right hand man of of uh, Shredder. Yeah. Um, Whoops his ass. Master Tatsu. That's his name. Yeah. And we also see a young Sam Rockwell in this movie. Yeah, um, and he's the one that's like, let's get him, and Casey's like, all right, you first, bitch, let's go. But we're family. No, you fucking aren't. This is not family. Uh, but you see the dissension early on when Tatsu uh, just goes off and just beats the shit out of someone. Oh, when he's pissed off? Yeah, just dude, those poor fucking kids. Even the part where he spars with the kid, and the kid's like, yeah, I was able to block you, and he bows, and he just kicks him in the face. Yeah. It's like, dude, come on, man. He's trying to show you some respect. Yeah, you can tell he's just a, being a sour bitch. Yeah. Um, and then we get the fight with Shredder. And, again, like, I, this movie did a pretty good job, though, of showing that Shredder, like, he will fuck you up. All the turtles try to take him on at once. They can't do it. They rush him. They still can't do it. Like, mm-hmm. 
they never technically beat him. No. Um, which, I mean, I wasn't expecting that. And we only it only gets worse in the next movie that he goes super shredder on them. Oh, yeah. That part is... Another thing about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is that people don't realize the, the radioactive shit that made the turtles what they were mm-hmm. is the same thing that gave Matt Murdock his powers and made him blind. What? Yeah, in the comics. Are... You can look it up. It's it's a hundred percent true. You know, now all I want to see is Raphael and Matt Murdock mixing it up. That's all I want to see now. God damn it, Freddy! You and I both know that will never happen. But Raphael would probably get his ass kicked because remember they're teenage mutant ninja turtles. Okay, fine. I, f- I will see Leo fight Matt Murdock. Leo would probably be able to hold his own better than Raph. I mean, maybe, but they're you, they're still teenagers. Wait, imagine Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, and Daredevil. Imagine the Defenders versus TMNT in a four, four and four. Well, there brawl. was a Power Rangers Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles team up. Wait, they also did Batman versus the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Wait, how the fuck? Like, are, who do the, who does TMNT belong to? Marvel or DC? I have no clue, to be honest. I just know that I think the writers either worked on Daredevil or they were fans of it, and they just kind of put it in there as a little nod. But did they ever do, like, a crossover? Probably. It's comic books. God damn. Okay, so um, hear me out. Hear me out. Mm -hmm. What if we have a world where the Shredder is such a big threat that we have Spider-Man and Daredevil with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with... Batman showing up to help out, and we get like this the weirdest team you will ever have. Fucking sprinkle in some uh, some Power Rangers in there. Boom, that's a billion dollar franchise right there. That's a billion dollar movie. Batman try to add another orphan to his collection with Spider Man? Yes. Yes, he will. Wait, wait, yeah, wait, okay. Is Peter an orphan even though he has Aunt May? Or has he just been like super orphaned because now he lost Aunt May? Mm, super orphan. <laughs> he needs a new butt plug. Ew. But yeah, so we get the final fight scene. Fucking uh, Shredder destroys the turtles. Splinter mm-hmm. has to step in and save their ass. Um, he even gives an ominous line like, death comes for us all. I'm like, oh, yeah. wow. Splinter's about to murder this guy. Yeah, and then, yeah, Splinter fucks him up and sends him over the roof. And he gets crushed, or what we think he does, he we think that he gets crushed by this um, trash um, fucking truck. Uh, honestly, then, he gets he, Casey Jones attempts murder, and then yeah. happy ending for all. Yeah, happy ending for all. Uh, I think this movie, I think for all its intents and purposes, still holds up, especially more so than the. TMNT that Michael Bay did. You know, this movie feels fun, but not in a stupid way. It feels fun in a in a positive way, if that makes sense. You know, the Michael yep. Bay movies, like, they show what Megan Fox in, like, a schoolgirl outfit. I, I know that was one of the trailers. I remember yeah, that. at one point they do. This is like... Forgiveness is divine, but a wise man once said, never pay 
full price for late pizza. God, that's fucking little shit like that adds character moments. They didn't have to do that, but they did, and that mattered. Pizza guys got thirty seconds. Ah, dude, I fuck man. This movie holds up. This movie holds up well. Yeah. Um, what's it called? What do you think? Do you think they're are they going to do another TMNT? I, I again, I know they did the crossover, but I haven't heard about anything since. I think it's a hotter uh, commodity as a animated work as opposed to a live action. What's it called? Um, you're not wrong. I do think the cartoons hold up better. But I mean, if the cartoons were to lead up to like a movie once every couple years, like, eh, mm-hmm. I don't think that would be bad either. I don't uh, mind it. It just has to be in the right hands. I mean, Michael Bay obviously was not the right hands. I mean, you'd think they would have known by fucking, uh, what was it? Um, Transformers. Yeah, you you would think by that they would have known, but no. Actually, fun fact, Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the movie just came out. What do you mean? It just came out on Netflix on Animated? August 5th, earlier this month. Animated movie? Yeah, it's an animated movie, and then they're going to do another one, uh, Mutant Mayhem. I mean, that works. I mean, fuck it. Didn't they do one? Oh, yeah, Turtles Forever, where they had like incarnations of all the turtles, like from yep. other mediums. Yeah, pretty much. Fuck it. You know what? TMNT, it holds up. I'm good with it. Um, what do you rate this movie? This this isn't the first time you've seen it, right? No, no, no. It's the first time I've seen it in like, probably like five or ten years, but it's not the no. first time. No, I, I give it a solid gap. B, man. It's it's a fun movie. Yeah, I'd say i give it a B. Uh, definitely a solid movie. Um, great for its time. Yeah. Uh, I feel like that movie... Uh, still is fun, still holds up. Um, I would still show it to the younger generation. Honestly, you could pop it in. Like I, I know you're a, you work with kids. You know, I, I, I'd say in most schools you probably pop this movie in, and the kids would still eat it up. Oh, oh, April. You know what? You're right because of the smoking we probably shouldn't show it to kids. You That's fucked up, April. You fucked up. Oh, fuck you, dude. What the five fingers say to the face? Slap! <laughs> God damn you, Fernie. Ah, okay. I think that's going to wrap it up. All right. Thank you for joining us for our podcast today, everybody. This was your Wednesday Rewind of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from 1990. Now, please check us out wherever you get your podcast needs. Uh, Google, uh, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcast. We are there. The rollback. We put out podcasts mostly every Saturday, Monday, or Wednesday. So those three days, you know you're getting something. This is Fernando from the Rollback Podcast and... Benetti. And this was your review of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Let's cut it.